Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ann. And we're doing this right before your city council meeting on Monday the 27th. Because I have tons of time. Right before the <laughs> giant snowstorm coming in. That I'm hoping. Two to four inches. That I'm hoping is going to be zero to one. <laughs> yeah, just when we thought we were out of winter, right? Yeah, but you know what? It's going to be 50 degrees on Thursday, so yeah. I, have a, I have a way of just looking past this one. Yeah, there you go. Let's focus on the positive. Yeah. So I think I want to start off with uh, this article that was in the ledger last week mm-hmm. on the 23rd. It's it's regarding a story we've talked about, about 610 McGrath Highway. I'll just read the headline. Quincy Mayor spends another $1.8 million on building downtown. Where the money came from. And then if, if you go to the online version for subscribers, the headline's a little different. Quincy Mayor continues downtown shopping spree with 1.8 million buy. That is a it's a clickable moment. <laughs> um, but with all seriousness, though, this is a this is something that I'm very concerned with in the city of Quincy, the way we're spending our money. Right. So I'll read a little bit about this. The city recently bought 610 McGrath Highway from the McGrath Highway Realty Trust in Elizabeth Henkel for 1.8 million. Mayor Tom Skoke said the money came from the District Improvement Financing or DIF program, Mm -hmm. and he plans to apply for the reimbursement from Norfolk County American Rescue Plan Act allocation. So I think what we're concerned about is is this came out a couple weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. And he said he used ARPA money. Yeah. To buy a building for AA, basically. Yeah. Alex Anonymous. Yeah. And I know you had had done a resolve mm-hmm. and Councilor Liang uh, signed on and it was voted seven in the affirmative and one Councilor McCarthy said no to, mm-hmm. to put this into to can- finance and oversight. And really what I was looking for is I want I want to report back as to what we're spending our diff money for, because that's for our downtown district improvement. And then also where we spent our American rescue money. And that's the forty six million dollars that's come in. It's gone. It's right. gone. And you know we haven't had an update. We've asked for it. And he was making it seem as though it was coming from that account, and it's not. Right. You had a bunch of warehouses in here, but I just want to read two because um, I'm going to play some clips. So, the, whereas the mayor stated on multiple occasions that it was purchased with remaining American Rescue Plan ARPA funds, yet it appears the district improvement financing is the actual funding source. So, you're pointing that out to them, right? Mm-hmm. Before this, he's saying we're using ARPA funds. Okay. And then whereas other, this is other public assistant groups who experienced similar meeting space issues during the pandemic are not included or support by this purchase. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is he kind of got caught, right, in a lie, basically. And I will play some clips. We can talk about that. Yeah. Lie is your word. <laughs> like this. This first one is... From his own podcast on January 13th with Mark Carey, and they they are sort of billing this as a big project they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I just want to play a clip where he, where he says where the financing is from. Uh, environment to help them sustain uh, on the road to recovery, they lost out. So under the APRA money, we're, this is something that qualifies. So we're going to be probably partnering with an organization like the Gavin Foundation. So partnering with an organization no. like the Gavin Foundation. Probably. 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 Okay. There's some keys in there. There's some words. They're, they're probably yep. partnering with. And then on, on the 19th in the Quincy Sun, there was a big spread McGrath Highway building scene for AA meetings. Mm-hmm. And it says, in a recent interview, Koch said state had set its sights on the property 
as it contemplated plans to expand the neighboring courthouse, but the Division of Capital Asset Management ultimately did not go through with the purchase. The mayor said he then decided to purchase the property using American Rescue Plan Act funds allocated to the city by the federal government. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then... And that's the $46 million. (laughs) Yep. And then on Joe Catalano, he said again, you know, AA meetings are very important for people in the program trying to stay away from alcohol and drugs. And uh, so there's limited places around for it. Um, this just certainly um, is something that was justified under the ARPA money. So uh, we felt it was it wise. Now, down the road, this space may be needed for the new courthouse, but certainly in the meantime, it'll be used for meetings. Down the road. Down the road. Okay. So... Very clearly saying it's being used for uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. and he's using ARPA funds to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this article came out in the ledger, of course, where he, after after your resolve, mm-hmm. he was asked, I think once on Joe Catalano, and he, he said, well, we'll get to that. And then in the ledger, of course, the, the headline I just read, the mayor said he plans for the space to be used for alcoholic anonymous meetings and other social support groups after a few renovations. Once the work is done, he said he plans to ask a nonprofit like the Gavin Foundation to provide programming. So we went from probably to like, and now we're not going to, it's going to be for other, which is, it's going to be for other other um, nonprofits. But the bigger problem here is that there was a building purchased unbeknownst to the city council. And we do on our charter say that we will approve purchases in chapter 30. We say that we that the city council has to vote for two-thirds, two-thirds of, of the vote has to be for the, the city council to purchase buildings, acquire buildings. And you know, he was saying he was using ARPA funds, so therefore he didn't have to come before us. And then, and then he was saying that. You know, the district improvement financing, we give him kind of uh, an open checkbook in some way, which I don't agree with. I think we should be really locking this down because this money is being spent in all of the areas that we're not. We didn't know that nobody in the city of Quincy knows where the money's being spent. And you keep asking, why are my taxes going up? Right. Well, that's why. <laughs> yeah. And so then in the I think on February 22nd, Joe Catalano, he came on and instead of saying uh, ARPA funds, he, he changed his two. The source of the funding for that purchase, I guess, has been brought into question. Could you explain that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, the the intention is is ARPA money, which it will it will be from the county. But as a placeholder, we use some dip funding, uh, which would be eligible for in the in the downtown district as well. So it's, it's really an accounting issue. So there he's saying we use dip funds, but we're going to go to this to the county mm-hmm. and, and get ARPA funds. This whole thing is, is, and you can say it's an accounting issue. No, it's not. It's a transparency issue. It's the fact that we are in news publications. The city's mayor is going, buying buildings and telling you that he's using one source of funding for it that they're perfectly allowed to do, but yet we don't have that funding because all the money's been spent. And I'm not going to come before the city council and let you know what I spent it on because, you know, I don't know, White will do it. And then on the other side, he's using district improvement financing, which is for the downtown you know, we always talk about how that's going to pay for itself with all the development that's happening in the downtown. And that's not what the improvement financing funds were for. It's not just to go out and buy a building just because you feel like it. And then finally, to then have to come back and say, oh, yeah, well, I didn't really get it with the ARPA funds. I did use the DIF funds. And now I got to go ask, you know, my friends over at Norfolk County to give me $1.8 million so I can you know, put it back into the DIF funds. Right. That's not being truthful 
to the taxpayers. It's not being transparent. And quite honestly, I do believe that there's a funny little thing that, what is that statement that he always used to say? I can't remember. Is it facts or stubborn things? Oh, yeah. That's a quote that he likes to refer to. Whenever I think I have the actual quote here. Hey, Donnie, what's that thing you always say about facts? <clears throat> facts are stubborn things. And whatever may be our wishes, our inclinations, or the dictates of our passion, they cannot alter the state of facts and evidence. Thanks, Donnie. Give me a smile. That was that was a fun one, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done by. That's my... part of Quincy Four Hundred, <laughs> paid for with the Apple Fund. Okay, <laughs> now you're just being mean. But those are facts are stubborn things, and they are. You know, the detail of the facts here are that we weren't being truthful, and we are spending DIF money, which is district improvement financing, once again, and we're going to be asking for reimbursement from the, the county. And by the way, to all you taxpayers out there, again. Transparency matters. And those were the facts that matter because we don't know. This is the problem that people have in the city. They want to trust that their government is spending their money in a transparent way and that we're getting what we're asking for. Yeah. That is not what we were asking for. The district government funding was not for buying buildings for potentially a courthouse or any, you know, any any programs. Yep. It's not it's intent. just, you know, in the state of the city, he talks about collaboration. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not collaborative if you're not including the city council. You're going for a big splash in the papers, right, with basically a PR thing. And then you're you're lying about the funding and then you're getting caught. Yeah. I, I do think that we should be project managing things in the city of Quincy. We should be able to show people our progress of what we've been able to do. We should be able to show taxpayers where their money is being spent. We should be able to ask taxpayers what what do they think we need to do in the city of Quincy? We shouldn't be telling them exactly because because you know other communities had community meetings saying you know this is allotted. How do you want to spend this? The way we the way the city operates right now, it's it's very one sided. It's the administration telling you this is what's happening, and when they do bring it to you, you're too far down the path to change the path. And it's a huge concern of mine. You know, they go out and get the bids and they come before us and they say, we have to have this money. There is no chance to change anything. And we're spending outrageously in the city. And we're not getting projects completed. So the next big story I want to talk about was also last week. It's a busy week for me. Didn't didn't make the press. Yet. No. <laughs> and if was, it wasn't for my friends in Marina Bay inviting me, I probably wouldn't have gone. Right. It was a meeting on the Lone Sailor statue, mm -hmm. uh, Thursday, February 16th at 7 p.m. at the Kennedy Center, run by the Board of Trustees at Marina Point Condominiums and MB Access Corp. Yeah. Right? I actually think it was requested by them. I think it was run by the mayor and the administration, but it was requested by the the, um, the the Marina Bay Association. Right. So if you don't know, he's talked about this in the past a little bit. I think there were eight sites he was looking at. And um, I think in the ledger most recently, mm -hmm. at their end of the year review, it said, Coke said he plans to continue to work toward constructing a naval memorial in the Quincy shipyard. He said he has been in touch with Navy leaders in hopes to erect a statue of the lone sailor Massachusetts first in Quincy. And that was on December 20, 
20th, 2022. Mm -hmm. um, and the Lone Sailor is a statue of a young uh, sailor in a peacoat with a duffel bag. Mm -hmm. And he's often put at, you know, water's edge looking out. I'll just read. This is from... Also, this is the United States Navy Memorial. It's not the Navy. It's a nonprofit. And I think there's some miscommunication there, too, with who's actually doing this. Mm -hmm. So the lone sailor signifies the men and women who have served, are serving, or will serve in the Navy. He's called the lone sailor, yet he is hardly ever alone. He is about 25 years old, a senior second-class petty officer who is fast becoming a seagoing veteran. He has done it all, fired weapons in war, provided humanitarian assistance in faraway lands, been attacked by the enemy, and defended our freedom. And the mission of this nonprofit is to honor, recognize, and celebrate the men and women of the sea services, past, present, and future, and to inform the public about their service. And it's not just about the Navy. It's, it's about uh, the Coast Guard and, I think, Merchant Marines, etc. So... You were there at the meeting. Yeah, so I found out about the meeting. I think I might have found out Tuesday or Wednesday. Somebody had got in touch with me and asked me if I'd be able to come to the meeting. So I did. I went on Thursday night. And there was a lot of people in the room. It was at the it was at the Kennedy Center. I'd say there was probably about 100 people in the room. And when I first got there, it started really quickly. And it was, um, I think the mayor introduced the program and kind of explained a little bit what was going on. And then they had Joe Shea Jr. from Granite Partners come up and speak. And then the designer of the the teardrop, which is in Marina Bay. If you go into Marina Bay and, and it's the green along the main road there. Yeah. And at the end is called the teardrop. Right. And then right now there's a gazebo at the end of yeah. it. And it's right in front of Port 305, just so people can kind of have a landmark as to where we're talking about. So the presentation was um, was put up and they had um they had um, projections of the presentation. Um, they they were able to kind of you know show everybody what it was going to look like. They had built big um, big printouts of it and then they opened it up for people to, to um, start talking. And that's when you realized nobody in the room wanted it. When I say nobody, there was only one person um, in the entire room that spoke up in favor of it. And, you know, and there was there was a lot of questions. And I will say that the administration said that they would stay there until the end of the night if they had to, to answer anybody's questions. And it got a little tense a couple of times just because it's hard. I think it's definitely hard to be the receiving end of um, people weren't excited about this, but they they were OK with the statue. They just yeah. thought it was in the wrong location. And right. the bigger problem <laughs> that became news to me is that. The city of Quincy doesn't own the teardrop, the land that they want to put it on. And it sounds like, um, you know, they were working with the board, the Marine Association board, and they were getting direction that they, it sounded like they were going to get, get approval to do this. This was back in August of 2022. And then the person who was um, kind of the main negotiator, uh, Mr. Mark Romani, I think his name was, was, I think he was let go. He's no longer the, the building manager and he's no longer on the board. And the new board kind of stepped in and got invited into the mayor's office. I think they were requested to go into the mayor's office. And this meeting was born from those conversations. And I don't believe they, they the Marina Bay Association does not want this at all there. <laughs> right. there. You said afterwards that you talked to some people in there and said it's never going to go there. It's never going to go there. Um, no. I mean, it's they want to take a lot of the grass, put in um, pavers, mm -hmm. I guess. And the statue is at the end. It's, it's not on the water. No, it's looking at Port 305. 
Yeah. I mean, and then the, it's a, looking at the back of a building and it's a turnaround for most people who might be looking for parking down the road. Or dropping off. Or dropping off. And it's, there's some other plaques there for admirals. I think they were trying to identify people that had reached the rank of admiral. Mm-hmm. And they, I guess they did. And then there's three tall flags. Right. Um, that may block the view of whatever you can see if you're at the other end. Yeah. Um, People were really, I mean, there were a lot of people there when they were speaking that, that had family members that were in the military that were actually in, in the Navy. Um, so it was less about the story of what this nonprofit's doing and what they could be bringing to Quincy, but the location and the fact that, you know, even if the administration was talking to the board, there's a whole community that lives there and they had no idea. They had no idea until this meeting was called that this was an intent that the city had, you know, to want to do. And they were really calling them out saying, you know, we pay a lot of taxes down here and we don't get our roads plowed. <laughs> right. And there was a clip we have. And mm-hmm. It's not the greatest clip, but I'll, I'll play that. So until June of 21, I never heard of anything. So the board of all people, uh, I, I heard maybe a statue, which, you know, is fine. There would be uh, more community and improvement with the players involved. A statue, no mention to anyone about a concrete park. Now, the vision, because Mr. Mayor, you had said about the vision. And my vision, or maybe some of you agree or disagree. My dad was a Navy veteran in World War II. He worked in the Quincy shipyard before before being shipped out. I love the idea of a lone sailor. I think the long sailor deserves to be on the water, looking at the water. I think the last place the sailor would want to be is on a traffic island of mostly concrete. The perfect place would Park. I think Quincy could make a great case for acquiring. I envision a place that is fully paved sidewalks by the, the, the Swan Point Park. That I can access with my wheelchair. So that was Carol Bow. Yeah, I can I can read some of what she said. I think the lone sailor deserves to be on the water. I think the last place this sailor would want to be is on a busy traffic island made of mostly concrete. Mm -hmm. The perfect place would be to be Squantum Point Park. I think Quincy could make a great case for acquiring. I envision a place that has fully paved sidewalks that I could access. Thoroughly with my wheelchair. So, and that was pretty much the tone. She said she she started, but the rest of the meeting went that way. And people were asking, like, "Where are you getting the money to do this?" Arpa funds. We're getting the money from Arpa funds, and you know another another project that was not you know the community wasn't involved in, and maybe if they were, um, maybe the, the the location would be easier to find. Right, but, and you um, have some of those figures. Yeah. So the lone sailor sailor right now it has been um, one point five million dollars has been allocated from the American Rescue Recovery Act for the lone sailor. And, you know, at this meeting, they said they weren't that far along. And they have, you know, they've currently spent over $389,000 of the $1.5 million. Um, and most of it's on the design. And most of it's on the design. I'd say about at least 300000 is on the design, if not more. 350 is probably on the design. 16000 is on the real estate with Granite City Partners. Now, what, why, why would they need – they would need to buy that real estate? I, I think it's negotiating, like negotiating potentially with Marina Bay Association. I don't know. I mean, I, I would say that right. there are a lot of people – there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen with this stuff. And, and you know, there's not a definition as to what – Who's doing what? But Tyne Bond is definitely doing. But did they say anything about um, feminine domain? They did. So one of the questions that got brought up was, you know, 
the city does not own this land. And if you don't get permission to use this land, can you take it by eminent domain? And the answer was, that's not the way we want to go. Which we've heard before. We've heard that before, yeah. Right. Let's just say this. This administration does not like to take no for an answer, and that's where they want it, and they're going to probably push to have it there. The group from Marina Bay, they made a good point saying, you know, Scone and Point Park would be a great location for it, but that's owned by the state. And the administration made it seem as though they, they've been trying to, to do that. They've been trying to negotiate different things, and they, they're not able to do that. So I know there is some money in here for Davis Monuments for additional product and footings, which leads me to believe that it's already created. It already is. I think they've already um, purchased it. And then there's a loan statue, loan sailor statue transport from U.S. art company. So it must be great. Yeah, I think... I think this is a statue that's already pre, it's probably pre-molded and you order it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's one design. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one design. It's, really. a, it's pre-cast. And I think you order it. I think it's probably already here in the city of Quincy. So it's going to it's gonna have to go somewhere. Much like, this is this is an issue that I have. This is something that, it was mentioned too that they wanted this done. I think they might want this done for Quincy 400. Um, yeah. And there's an RFP also that's out on this. And in the RFP, it basically says like when they select the, when they select it, they have a very short time before they're going to have this installed. And I think their goal from the RFP was they wanted this installed sometime in October, like this year. And I'm right pretty sure. The election. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure um, Marina Bay does not want that. I will say they are they are very. It's a collaborative group. I mean, I don't think they liked what happened with the past board members that were negotiating directly with the city. But this new group that's in is is you know they're very um, willing to work with the administration, but not willing to yeah. have it be at the tier. I mean, from what I understand, that is not the location this is going right. to go. And from what you heard, he was out the next day. The mayor walking around there. Yep. So, so just as I got invited, I got called to say, you know, the administration is out here and they're walking around with, um, and I'm not, you know, they, they was walking around taking a look at the teardrop and then went into um, some offices. So I think he's pretty determined on where it's going to go. Hopefully mm-hmm. he'll, you know, maybe consider the, the community input. Yeah, I think, you know, I think for right now, it looks like it's on hold on the on the public website, but but nothing is ever really on hold. By the way, this, these designs have already been done. They could easily pick it up and probably put it someplace else, but it was specifically designed for the teardrop. Right. And $389,000 has already been spent. And it looks like they wanted to maybe include it in the shipyard at some point, which, I mean, in my, my opinion, if you're going to try to attract more people to that USS Salem, I mean, that would hopefully be another draw. But Well, the real issue here, again, I'm just going to go back and say this is American Rescue Recovery Act money that knowing the city knows what we're spending it on. 1.5 has been allocated for this particular project and not until this new group in the Marina Bay Association's pushed that they have a public meeting for it. So no public input, yeah. public input of where it was going to go, why it's necessary. Um, you know, it's, it's, it really comes back down to transparency and how we want our, what do we want in our city and how do we want it and how are we going to get there? It's not one vision. It's all of our visions. Right. Back to Carol Bow. She said she served, I think, four terms on this mm-hmm. board. And there was mention of a single Lone Staler statue uh, a while ago. And there would be more community involvements as plans evolved, but no mention to anybody about the park, I guess. No. So it's never been mentioned. I mean, and it, it came as I'm telling you, people were shocked. Uh, they were they they came to this meeting, and there were a lot of people who couldn't go to the meeting because, like many people, um, they choose to spend that that are in their retirement years. They choose to spend some of their their winter months in the warmer weathers. So they they were supposed to have a Zoom 
portion of this meeting, they did not have a Zoom portion. And it was, from my understanding from the association, it was the um, the city that was supposed to supply the Zoom. So people couldn't even you know tune into this if they wanted to. And this is another opportunity where we could have had this on QATV. There's a lot of ways we could have made this open and transparent so people could go back who lived in that community to see what was happening, to understand what was happening. But it was a it was a quiet meeting on a Thursday night with Marina Bay. And, you know, we didn't have the communications director there taking filming it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see how that um Evolves, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we. I think I think Marina Bay is gonna. I don't think they're gonna be doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. That's the intention that I got from that meeting. We'll have to see. But so you know what time it is now? I do. It's listeners mail. And I didn't have to ask. <laughs> it's just kind of. We do have a, a few. Uh, <laughs> nothing too long though. That's good. The first one is regarding the first project we talked about. Mm-hmm. from Andy. Hello, City Limits. Thoughts on the mayor's building purchase being for AA. First, we should stop saying it was a building bought for AA. It almost sounds like the mayor bought AA building. This is not the case. In fact, AA is self-supporting and does not accept outside contributions. Phrasing it this way can hurt AA's reputation in our community. It would be more accurate to say the mayor bought a building that he envisions will be used for addiction support services, which he's now saying he's now he more inclusive. Yeah, he was, he was educated on that. <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Al-Anon, Smart Recovery, Refuge Recovery, and Re- Recovery Dharma are just some of the groups that exist mm-hmm. to support recovery from addiction. Over the last few years, partially with the pandemic, the movement really ran into trouble because there was no place to meet, Koch said, of AA. This is part of the addiction issue, to provide a space and the support of others for recovery. It's a one-story building, it's near the courthouse, it's near parking, it's not too far from the T-station, and it's all handicap accessible. That's what Cook said. Um, this build, this is Andy's point, this building would not have helped the situation described. The meeting places were shut down because that was the COVID protocol. This building would have been shut down along with the churches and community buildings where meetings were being held. Also, why does near the courthouse become relevant? Is there an inference there, or is this just a description of its location? I don't know. Um, I was concerned about what would happen if someone else came in, Coke said. What is that about? Buildings get purchased every day for private enterprise. Why is this different? Many neighbors were concerned about who was buying the Imperial Terrace property and the Grumpy White property, etc. The city can't keep buying properties, taking them off the tax rolls when the mayor doesn't know who the developer is. To be clear, I like the idea of establishing a community center that focuses on addiction recovery, but this purchase is rushed and the programs do not seem to be planned out. Who will hold the keys to the building? Is it going to be staffed? Will the city curate the types of meetings that are held there? Can men's meetings and women's meetings, very typical in AA, be allowed in the public building? Has there been any real discussion with the Gavin Foundation? It almost feels like the addiction services are an afterthought to shield the mayor of his decision to purchase. Thank you very much, Andy. I, I um, but you know the thing is, is I, I was I was very upset because AA was Alcoholics Anonymous was, was the one that they identified because it, it is anonymous for a reason and it is self-supporting. 
And it came as a surprise to all of us as we read it in the newspaper, like almost everything does. We have to read in the newspaper to know what's happening. City Council never knows. Right. We find out only after you tell me how much it's going to cost. <laughs> and you have a week to decide. <laughs> you, have a, you have a meeting to decide. <laughs> um, unless I find it, then, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, unfortunately. You, you shouldn't have to dig for this stuff. I didn't dig. I asked, I asked this well, when I saw it in the Quincy Sun, and I think it's spared up. I better answer <laughs> kind of question. You have dug the. I do. I, I ask questions. All right. Um, this next one is from Craig, and it's on the 99-year lease. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a comment on Facebook. Given what I've heard, I'll offer a couple of suggestions for any length of extension. Deadlines for competing the terms and conditions of the current lease with punitive monetary penalties for not meeting the deadlines. Two, the city's rent should be set as a percentage of the gross receipts from all of the operating entities at Granite Links. Mm -hmm. I worked in state government too long not to realize the usual vendor-friendly contracts used by state, cities, and towns do a major disservice to taxpayers. Additionally, the leaseholder seems to commit to fixing the trail issues, but I heard nothing with regards to the deficiencies of the playing fields the playing field parking lots, and the incomplete recreational complex. It's time to take a firm stand, or perhaps it's also time to make changes to the city charter to weaken the mayor's office, eliminate appointed boards in favor of elected ones, and give more power to the city council. Thanks. Is it Craig? It's Craig. Yeah, Craig, thank you very much for your comment. I mean, I I actually think that it's time to stop. We have to start auditing these things. These, these, These things go unchecked for too long. And this would never, I just, I, I say this to people all the time. I do dig, I, I do ask questions. I do inquire about things, but this 99 year lease was put in front of us. It opened Pandora's box, but it shouldn't have had to. It should have been already done. This is stuff that's fallen back in this administration that hasn't been taken care of. I'm looking forward to all the audits that they said were done. Right. I'm waiting for those. <laughs> yep. Okay, so the last one is from Ruth and it's on the, the last issue we talked about. Mm-hmm. Hi, Ian and Kevin. What's the story with the mayor and another new monument? He has completed design for a Lone Sailor Memorial at Marina Bay. He has publicly requested bids for the project, while the homeowners in Marina Bay just found out three days ago that the mayor plans to destroy the gazebo and surrounding landscape, replacing the area with concrete. The city does not own the land. Who's paying for this? The ideal spot for this monument monument is at Squantum Point Park, where the Lone Sailor would be overlooking the water. Mayor Koch suggested that everyone contact Representative Ayers to get his help in having the state partner with Quincy in creating this monument. The park needs to be cleaned up, and this might do it. I will be writing to Representative Ayers. I am a new listener. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Ruth. Yeah, so the, the Marine Bay people really, they, they did point out a good point. Squantum Point Park is in terrible, it's in terrible disrepair, and we could potentially work with the state to do that. But more importantly, to find out three days ago that they were having a public meeting on your property, that yeah. they're, they're going to be, it just is, it just opens your eyes. If you choose not to open your eyes, you have to open your eyes to this, that the fact that this administration, this is the way they work. They do not share information with people. They do not allow people to know what's happening in the city. And they are not transparent with how they're spending your tax money. And your tax money is ARPA money. The money that's coming in from the federal government, it's being, you're taxed on that. (laughs) That's money coming in to help our community, but you have a right to know where it's being spent. 
And the DIF money is district approval financing. It's tax money. If we are not, if we do not follow through and actually make the deals that we're supposed to have in those downtowns, it will affect you as a taxpayer. Right. And it's this, supposed to pay for itself, right? It's supposed to pay so for itself. So if you keep buying buildings for people, it's you not can't. And it, and the thing is, and you'll never know because it just keeps getting rolled over, rolled over, rolled over. And the point that I'm trying to make is that this is property in Marina Bay that is not owned by the city of Quincy, and a three hundred and $89,000 has already been spent on this project and they're just finding out about it. Right. It is not the way we We're should just be, finding out. Well, we, that's not the way we should, well, I say it all the time. We find out everything about the newspaper and if it's not in the newspaper, it's a quiet little meeting that nobody knows about. Yep. It's time we start actually being more transparent with what's happening in Quincy and involve our community. And when we do that, we can grow our community to be what it needs to be. Right. And if you think these are such great ideas, why not share them? Right. Well, because I, I think that meeting proved why he doesn't care. <laughs> that was a hundred people telling him he didn't, didn't like the idea. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like I said, if it, and the thing is, is when you get that feedback and we have all had it, you've had it, you work in design, people don't like something. What know? is this? <laughs> you have to, you have to take a step back and try to figure out what, what is it I'm trying to accomplish for this client, the client of the constituents of the city of Quincy. And we're managing the budget in the city of Quincy or managing the future of our city. And we have to be transparent and we have to show people what we're doing so they can build trust in our community again. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see how, like I said, how this progresses. Mm -hmm. So so we'll, we'll, we'll keep on it. Um, but I think that does it for this week on City Limits. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the snow.